Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story where someone practically gives another person their own kid. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, mom doesn't let me go to the hospital even though I got a massive infection. I started having a toe infection last year because I didn't cut my nail properly. After that, she decided to do a hot sewing stick through my infection because it will help. Turns out sticking a hot needle through my infection didn't help. Oh my god, no way. She made me soak my toe in freaking betadine, an antiseptic. She gives up for a few weeks while I'm in horrible pain, begging her to go to the doctor to get the right antibiotics. She ends up giving in and I get the antibiotics and get a surgery to remove the part of my toenail sticking into my flesh. A few months go by and I get the same infection on the same toenail and she thinks that now that walking by the sea will miraculously get my big toenail out of my flesh. By the way, the infection is like twice the size of the old one, I can barely walk. I've been struggling with this pain for like a month, and I don't know how much I can take it before I need a freaking walking stick. At some point, honestly, OP just needs to go to like an urgent care on their own volition. I don't know if they have insurance or whatnot. If they do, it sounds like their mom is preventing them probably access from getting the information. But at some point, you kind of, no pun intended, have to put your foot down and put your own care forward. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... Entitled mother yells at me while fishing. Me and my friends, the boys, had gone to a public park to go fishing. Now, we had been fishing for quite a while, around three hours. We had gotten food and gone back to our fishing spots. It had been a great day so far. We were at a spot where a lot of families walked by. We even had an old veteran teach us a few tricks for where to cast. Now, as we were chilling and having a laugh, our entitled parent walks up with their demon child. We've had one or two other families walk up to us and their children have shown interest. My friends are hesitant to let them touch their rods, but I'm pretty chill and will usually let them reel as I once was in their spot. Now, this entitled parent and her demon child walk up to us and are interested. Now, I was letting my rod sit and I picked up my knife because my friend said he needed it as he was replacing his hook and weight and needed to cut his line. The demon child runs up as I was picking the knife up and tries to grab the knife, which was probably a red flag, but I quickly scooped it up and gave it to my friend. I then went back to my chair and she walked over and looked very interested in my rod and I, as I had done before, let her reel my rod. Now, this rod isn't cheap and it held sentimental value as it was given to my father as a present from one of his friends who is now sadly passed, so suffice to say I don't want to lose it. As she's reeling, I tell her to stop because the hook was getting close to the bank, where there were a few roots and other things under the water, and that the hook could get snagged on. I asked her nicely to let me reel now, but she just kept reeling. 
Now I started to get worried because we had already lost a few hooks and were running a bit low, so I didn't want to be the one to lose another one. I gently pushed her hand off so that I could reel it in carefully. The girl, however, who was probably eight or nine, acted as if I had shoved her and started throwing a temper tantrum on the floor. I ignored the focus on reeling and once I got it all reeled in, I prepared to cast again. However, right as I was about to cast, the little girl ran in front of my cast, which for self-explanatory reasons is pretty dangerous. I quickly pulled back, but in the process, stabbed myself with the hook. Luckily, my friend had some antiseptic, which he quickly ran to get. The little girl started crying and screaming to her mommy, who the entire time had been on her phone. The entitled parent looks up and storms over to me. This is roughly how the conversation goes. She says, hey, why did you hurt my daughter? I said, uh, I didn't. She ran in front of me while I was casting. She said, well, why didn't you let her cast? I said, well, to be honest, I don't trust her to be able to handle my fishing rod. Are you calling my daughter dumb? How dare you? Give me that rod right now. Uh, no, this is my rod and I won't give it to you. Give it to me right now or I will call the cops. I said, for what? For fishing without a license and for hurting my child. I say, for one, we're legally allowed to fish here without a license and two, I didn't hurt her. Yes, you did. I saw you push her. I said, I have three friends here who will testify differently. By the time my friend had returned with antiseptic, I showed him the spot and he started applying it to me. While, as I was distracted, the mother grabbed the rod out of my hands and handed it to her daughter. I panicked as the daughter was swinging the rod around trying to cast it. Luckily, I had locked the rod so it couldn't cast. I could see she was getting angry and was about to throw my rod. I quickly ripped it out of her hands. In hindsight, I could have been more gentle, but I was hyped up on adrenaline and anger. The entitled parents screamed at me saying, How dare you! Give that back to my daughter right now or I'll call the cops and have you arrested. She then slapped me in the face and reached for my rod again. I quickly pulled my rod back. She then tried shoving me. Due to us being close to the bank, I stumbled back, but my friend caught me. By this point, I realized that my friend was recording and I said, You know what? I'll call the cops. We'll see whose side they're on. Now, this entitled parent had enough common sense to see she wouldn't win this battle and took her screaming child and walked off. We didn't catch a fish that day, probably because she scared them all off with her screaming, but it was a great day to hang out with the boys. I love that after all that, OP was still like looking back on it and saying, yeah, that was a great day with the boys. Just making a good day out of fishing with the boys. Our next story is my entitled mom versus my Marvel figure collection. I'm the oldest in my family. However, I come from a strict Asian family and my mom is the worst. I've been a Marvel fan for my entire life. I've watched all the movies. Just saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and it was freaking awesome. Played a bunch of games, currently excited for Spider-Man 2. Read some of the comics, haven't read all of them as that would take years to read them all, plus they keep on making new ones, and collect the action figures. Now I own over 200 Marvel figures and I love them all. However, my mom hates Marvel, she thinks it's for babies and my figures. I originally didn't collect the figures. However, my aunt died a few years ago, and the last thing she gave me before she passed away was a Spider-Man action figure from the hospital gift shop. 
So in memory of her, I started collecting the figures. However, my mom doesn't believe that story. She always mocks me about them, calls them dolls, and wants me to put them in the basement because I can play with the dolls downstairs. Thing is, I don't play with them. I just display them on my shelves and take pictures of them and keep the ones I don't have room for on my shelves in a box. A few weeks ago, I went to a store and I bought a large Wolverine figure. However, when I got home, my mom saw the figure and she freaked out saying that I was too old to be playing with dolls. Another time a friend gave me a really nice Doctor Doom figure for a birthday present and my mom saw it and shouted, oh how cute you got a baby toy. Just today I decided to display my figurines of the villains from No Way Home on my bookshelf. However, today she was in a really bad mood. Her car broke down, plus she had an argument with one of her friends. So she went upstairs to rest in my room and she saw the figures, got really mad, took them off the shelf and slammed them on the floor, taking her anger out on them. Worst part is she snapped Doc Ock's left arm clean off. I love my mom, but I hate her sometimes. Now, I don't know if OP collects any figures that would be considered worth any, like, substantial amount of money or, like, a, a figure that could really add up in value over time. But hearing her go through and just destroy pieces of their collection really is devastating. I just hope OP can find a way to protect them while also asserting that they're serious about this. There's nothing to be ashamed of. This next story is, my parents refused to give me access to my money I earned. I live in Australia. When I was 14, I started working. At the time, I had no clue about bank accounts or the forms you had to fill out, so I let my mom fill it all out. Big mistake. She told me she made me a bank account and I could access the money when I was 15. I eventually forgot about it and when I quit McDonald's, a year and a half later, I started working at a new place. When they hired me, I decided to fill out the forms myself and when I asked my mom what my bank account was, She said she made me a new one, so I questioned the other one and she made some excuse that she had accidentally set it as a savings account so I can't access it till I was 16. I didn't mind because that was 6 months away and I just started getting my new pay into my new bank account. After this, for completely different reasons, my family got extremely torn apart and at my 16th birthday I moved out to live alone, which was completely legal. I decided to move 25 hours away and when I arrived in my destination, went to the bank to request my money, and they said I only have one bank account, there was nowhere with my $2,000. I was extremely confused, so I rang my mom. She started screaming at me and it was just very confusing. Eventually I moved back near home, still two hours away, and had to get government funding because I couldn't afford to live alone. Obviously, I'm 16. It came up in conversation with my mom that she had put my bank account on the forms as her saving account, which means I couldn't access it and she had 2000 put away. This was terrible news. It meant I couldn't use my earned money to buy anything and I just had to keep it until my mom thought something was good enough to buy. She refused to even let me have it for bonds or rent, so that list of what she would accept is very low. So now to the present... I can't afford bonds, so I'm couch surfing, and I've never been able to buy myself anything because all my money goes to rent. Something I've wanted for years came on sale, and I text my mom asking if I could buy it because I would never be able to afford it again after it went off sale. 
I told her I'd repay it back into the bank account, but I just wanted this. She ignored me and I ended up ringing my dad. Awful mistake again. My dad told me I'm a failure all my life. Nothing's ever been good enough for him. So when he found out I wanted to use my savings, he exploded. He told me that I don't deserve anything for myself and that I should just pay all my bills and not be spoiled. He went into a huge rage that because I'm not in mainstream school anymore, I'm a failure and if I stayed at home I'd be perfect. I left home because nothing was ever good enough for him and it caused my mental health to spiral. I snapped for the first time in my life at him and screamed about what he's done to me. He didn't listen and just told me I'll forever be a failure and don't deserve my money because of that. So yeah, now I'm pissed. I never consented to them keeping my earned money. I worked over 150 hours for that and they believe I don't deserve anything. I just want to buy myself something for the first time in years and I can't even do anything because it's not written out anywhere that they need to give it to me or that it's mine except for my pay slips and bank transfers. So that's 150 hours of my life wasted, $2,000 down the drain, and I'll never be able to get myself something like this again. If OP still literally has those pay slips and bank transfers, they might be able to have some kind of legal route. I just hope that if they go down that legal route, they don't get like a bunch of fees that they have to cover that makes the whole money situation moot. This next story is, sister who demands one of my twins, demands one of my friends acting as a surrogate for other friends, gives her the baby instead. So I posted two stories here previously, the last one I posted was a friend's story, my first was my own. The second is still up, my first story I removed. It was about my twin sister Lily, fake name. Basically, she originally demanded I carry a child for her, which I refused to do. Then when I ended up pregnant myself, she demanded I give her the baby. The fact I had twins only made her demands crazier as she then demanded I give her one of them because I had to. I of course refused. Well, my sister found that one and freaked out. And despite not mentioning her name, she thinks it makes her look bad and wouldn't shut up about it so I removed it. She's still mad because a semi-popular YouTuber used it for a video and there's nothing I can do to get it taken down. What a pity. The story I told you was not the last time my sister demanded someone else give her their baby. Backstory. So this happened about four years ago. My sons were one at the time. Two of my best friends, Miles and his husband Scott, decided they wanted to have a kid. They chose surrogacy but were disappointed in the fact that most agencies they looked had strict rules that meant limited involvement in the pregnancy. And having strict rules, no relationships with the surrogate outside of the pregnancy stuff. They weren't happy with this as they wanted the whole experience. One of our other friends, Chris, volunteers to be a surrogate. That way, Miles and Scott could be more involved. They originally planned on using another woman's eggs but decided to go with Chris being the biological mother for multiple reasons. For one, Chris is pretty healthy of a person. She seemed to have a very good immune system. I've known her 8 years and she's literally never been sick. She has no family history of serious illness or disorder. She's also ridiculously naturally pretty. She is that one friend who, well, you care deeply for and love to bits. You also kind of hate her a little for her looks. They also knew that being two men, the day would come when the kid would wonder about their mother and felt that maybe having the kid grow up knowing who Chris was would be better. 
It's been about four and a half years, and their son Max sees Chris as anti-Chris. They even had a children book made that explains it to him the way he was born in a way he can understand. He doesn't completely understand yet because he's four, but he does know he came from Auntie Chris's tummy and that she helped make him and his daddies a family. Into what happened with my sister. This happens at my twin's birthdays party. Miles, Scott, and Chris all act as uncle and aunts to my kids, so they were there, and so was my sister. My s- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mr. knew Chris was carrying the child for Miles and Tommy. Sister said hi. Chris said hi. Sister said, so how far along are you? Chris says, seven months. Sister replies, do you know what it's going to be? Chris says, um, no, Miles and Tommy wanted it to be a surprise. Sister says, oh, well, you know, me and my husband have been wanting a baby for so long, but I was told I can't have kids. Chris says, yeah, I heard about that. I'm so sorry. She says, well, maybe you can give us this baby. Chris says, what? I can't do that. Sister says, why not? Because it's not my baby, it's Miles and Scott's. Sister says, but you're the mother, right? Chris says, if you mean bio mother, yes, but that doesn't mean anything. Sister says, yes, it does. It means you have rights. You're allowed to keep the baby if you want. This is true in some places. There's even times where a surrogate who isn't related biologically could sue for rights. Chris says, why would I do that? Sister says, you get custody and then me and my husband will adopt it. Chris says, um, I'm not doing that, and even if I would, I couldn't just give it to you to adopt. The bio father would still have rights. We didn't know who the father was at the time, because Miles and Scott did the mix the sperm together thing, and, well, we still don't know for sure, and they have no interest in checking at the time. Just by looking at their son, everyone including Miles and Scott see he's a spitting image of Scott. Sister says fine, then once this one's born, you can have one for us. Chris says, um, no, I'm not doing this again. She says, why not? Chris says, because being pregnant sucks. She says, you did it for Miles and Scott. Chris says, because they're two of my best friends. Sister says, we're friends. Chris says, no, we're not. OP is my friend, I barely know you. Chris then makes the excuse that she has to pee and walks away. My sister starts going around complaining how it's not fair, everyone else is having babies but she's not. 
In a way, I kind of feel bad for the sister because they very obviously want to have a kid and they're not finding any easy way to get access to that. But at the same time, there are ways to get that. They can definitely go through the proper channels to get their own surrogacy. The problem is, they probably just don't want to pay for it. Which, in all honesty, if you want to have a kid and you can't and you don't want to pay for surrogacy, I'd be concerned about the level of care you'd be giving the kid after you got them. This next story is... Long post, my dad called me sexy and creeps me out. Background, my dad was in and out of my life from 2 to 9-ish. I went no contact when I was 12 after basically giving him an ultimatum to take his medication or I wouldn't see him anymore. I think he was diagnosed with depression but he was drinking a lot at times and would get aggressive. I remember specific instances of him scaring me so much I'd lock myself in the bathroom wherever we were and phone my mum to pick me up. Myself and mental health workers over the years thought he might have bipolar, from what I described to them, but it turns out he was diagnosed with schizophrenia during the time we had no contact after a psychotic episode. Eventually, I would get in touch with my uncle so I could get back in touch with my dad, as I'd worry that he'd end things and we'd get back in touch. In 2018, I met him for the first time in 8 years and I've met him a few times since, with monthly-ish contact in between. Past visits, this time before I last saw him, I asked him to please ask me and let me know in advance before he comes to visit, because obviously I have a life too and I need notice, but he hasn't done that. He's always had a bad memory, so I'm not sure if it's on purpose or not. Last visit was interesting to say the least. One day we were walking down the street when he looked at me and called me sexy. I was obviously really shocked and taken back, but when I expressed this, he said it was an accident and he meant beautiful. Obviously this set off my alarm bells and I felt more uncomfortable and awkward around him. After that, I realized that he stares at me excessively when we're together and it's creepy. He was also too physically affectionate towards me than I'm comfortable with. I'm fine with a hug when I first see him and before he goes but I don't feel comfortable hugging every time we meet and part every day of his visit. He would also kiss me on the cheek a lot, which I'll put up with when I first see him and before he goes, but even that made me uncomfortable. For reference, me and my mom don't even hug anymore, so it's extra unfamiliar. Last time when we were on the bus, he turned to look at me and wrapped his arms around me and kissed me on the cheek. At this point, I was burnt out and had had enough, so I recoiled. I understand that he might have missed me, and he's only seen me a handful of times since I was 19, in comparison to as a child, but after he went home, I messaged him to tell him that he was giving me way too much physical affection that I'm not comfortable with, so to please not do it again, as well as please let me know in advance when he's next coming to visit. This evening, I got a message from him telling me that he'll be coming to visit me on the 27th of this month, until the second of next month, which is six days. I'm pretty sure the last time I met him, I actually told him that even four days is too much for me. I have ADHD and I'm possibly autistic, so my energy is limited and socializing is exhausting, especially with my dad, who I've seen once a year for the past few years, who just messages me the same, how are you, what are you up to, once a month so I don't exactly have a strong relationship with him. There's not much to do in my area, and it's exhausting just walking around talking all day, or him inviting himself to my home. He basically tries to be with me all day, 
every single day that he's here. I'm pretty sure he said he understood when I told him that's too much, but now he's coming for six days which is more than he's done before. I know I need to set boundaries and say when I've had enough, or I'll be going home at a specific time each day, as well as say get off if he gives me too much physical affection, but I'm hoping it won't come to that, as I struggle to set boundaries. And because I've told him not to, but it's not like he's listened before, I'm anxious and absolutely dreading it. It's going to be awkward and exhausting emotionally and physically. Socializing with my dad, who wasn't present for half my life and still isn't, just messages me a generic message once a month, isn't easy. I'm really scared that he's going to say something inappropriate again or he's going to creep me out, but if he does, I will call him out on it. I feel quite angry at how it feels like he's expecting me to let him give as much physical affection as he wants, as well as my time and energy whenever he decides to come visit me after not being present for years. I've spoken about my dad a lot with therapists and counselors over the years, and I do believe I've actually forgiven him to an extent, as he was poorly at the time. So having mental health problems myself, I empathize and understand that that would have affected his behavior. Apologies for such a long post, I meant to post asking for advice around his visit last year, but didn't. I think just what OP's working up to is the right thing. Just understand that setting those boundaries for yourself is the right thing to do, it's what you need to do, it's what you should do. Just because other people might be offended or act hurt or saddened by your personal boundaries, that does not mean you should be a people pleaser and give in to those. I'm not saying you have to be a jerk about it, but no means no. Our next story is, finally stop talking to my mom. My mom got worse and worse over the years, especially after dad died. Recently my mom was pushing me to pay for the family's car insurance, $3,000. She was saying if I don't, I'll lose my cell phone, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and cut in the family home when she sells it something I already know the answer to. I won't get a dime even if I bought her mortgage out from under her. I own a vehicle but I only drive it 3-4 to months a year as I'm at sea and I virtually until this year couldn't use any of those apps unless I'm in a town. Already she was on thin ice with me. New Year's came and it seemed the bill came earlier and earlier and the premium got higher and higher and she made her demands. I told her no as I have to take responsibility for my own life. I asked to keep my number and mailed my savings bonds. She didn't respond other than repeating what she said. My mom then sent me a message that sounded so fake on my birthday. I didn't respond since the message sounded so disingenuous since she didn't know where I was. My deadline to leave for work was getting closer, and she sent me reminders to pay off the insurance bill for her. Within that week, I got my insurance and set up a phone plan and got my girlfriend a new phone. My mom sent me a text on the due date demanding I pay. I didn't respond despite a week earlier she cited my intentions. Basically she was trying to gaslight me. I get ready to go to work, get on the bus, and into my journey I get a text from her. Did you call me? You called three times. My phone didn't call out once, especially to her, and I didn't respond. But I texted my girlfriend about what happened. She thought it was weird as heck. My mom went full psycho. I don't know why you're ignoring me, but I know your ship's in and I'm wondering why you don't see me or talk to me. I never told her my ship's in the port, she specified, and I was very scared. So in the end, I blocked her. 
my brothers, and family members who may have told her. I'm a lot happier now escaping her and moving on in life. It's sad to say, but sometimes if people are holding you down, you need to just cut it loose. I will say one thing that sucks is having to get a new phone number. Just think about all the accounts you use online and use a phone number for security for. Now imagine all of a sudden you just don't have access to that phone number anymore, and now you need to log into that account from a new location. Gotta hope you can somehow reset it. Our next story is, they left their kid in the mall for a stranger to bring home. Hey guys, this happened a little while ago so the details are fuzzy, but I just saw a lady bringing awareness on leaving kids unattended and it reminded me of this story. My family had been a fan of the Jurassic movies since the first one came out, and when this latest one was on the movie theater, we all stood in line for hours to get the last session after my dad left work. Mind you, that was around 10pm on a Thursday. The movie was awesome. I really felt like a happy nerd, but the shock came as we were leaving the theater and a boy, around 7-8 to eight years old, approached my dad asking for a ride back home. Again, I have to explicitly put that the movie started at 11.30pm and it ended at almost 2am. The kid gave my dad an address on a paper, as my dad was half worried that it was some kind of scam and half terrified that someone would actually abandon a child like that. But the little boy explained that his dad gave him money for the ticket and dropped him at the mall with no extra money for a cab. Only the address and the instruction to look for a ride from a family, not just an adult. For safety? My dad didn't want to risk his daughters with any possible danger and deeply considered calling the cops. But it was 2am and there was almost no life in sight. The cops usually take hours to show up where we live and he had work the next day so he decided to give the kid a ride. He told us how he really liked movies and rarely got a chance to see any, so when he did, it was usually by himself. My dad had a few choice words for his parents when we got to his house, but they were already asleep. The kid just walked in, locked the door, and waved us by from the window as we left speechless. I know this could be his financial situation, but this is no excuse to leave your child alone like that. It was too late and too crowded for a little boy to walk around asking strangers to give him a ride. I to this day can't understand how his parents would sleep when they can't be sure if their child is coming back. I think it's important to say that the mall is close to a federal prison where the worst of the worst are kept, and my parents felt uneasy even in our own house in that city. Please be mindful of your children and even other children you see around because some people are just not. I think it goes without saying that this was ridiculous and it sucks that you're left in such a bad position because you know the cops are not going to show up in any reasonable amount of time, but that calling the cops is only pretty much the right thing to do. Our next story is, a lady asked me to take her child to the bathroom while I was at work. I work at a restaurant as a hostess and we both have inside and outside seating. We do allow dogs outside but not inside. This is relevant, I promise. So this lady today came inside to get seated with her dog and kid, and so I put them outside. A little ways into her meal, she waves to me to come out to her table through the window. I go outside and she says, My son needs to go to the restroom but he can't go by himself, and I can't take the dog inside. Can you take him to the toilet? This is where I start to get confused because her son appears to be around 7 years old and completely normally functioning, so I can't understand why he would need my help, or why she would think I would be able or qualified to help him if he did need some type of assistance. 
So I tell her that I can't take him to the toilet because, as a girl, I can't go into the men's room. But I would watch her dog if she wants to go with him. She then tells me that she doesn't feel comfortable having me watch the dog because the dog is a French bulldog and if someone tried to steal it, I probably wouldn't fight back. She's right, I would let someone steal the dog, I don't get paid enough to stop them. But it's a nice area, so this is incredibly unlikely. But more importantly, she would trust me to take her child to the bathroom, but not let me watch her dog? Priorities, lady. I tell her it's not something I feel comfortable doing, and she then asks for the manager. I get her the manager, and she tells the manager about the situation, and that I'm not providing her with good service and going above and beyond. The manager, dude, then actually winds up taking the kid to the toilet. The manager said the kid did everything normally and just seemed uncomfortable to be supervised using the bathroom in front of a complete stranger. He also said it was completely fine to refuse that request. No real moral to the story, other than that people are crazy. Definitely an incredibly inappropriate question to ask of a hostess. I'm surprised the manager even went along with it. I feel like there's some managers out there that would straight up almost kick them out for just trying to pull something like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy Entitled Parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.